0: Hey there! You are listening to Decaf, a production of the Beacon Center of Tennessee. I'm Taylor Dawson, the host, and as always, we're joined by my friend Mark Cunningham. Mark, how's it going today?
1: It's good. Call me friend. That's a that's a real improvement from what you normally call me.
0: I know. Is this a lie? Did I start off the podcast with a lie? <laughs>
1: I think we're be happy, and nice today.
0: Okay, we're going to be happy and nice today. I've had no caffeine. I've got my cup of coffee right over here, and I really need to drink it. But I've been good this morning. I already worked out, and I've already, you know, done podcast planning. I guess I'll catch up on that tonight when I'm asleep by 9 p.m. But as for now, things are, things are good. Uh, Mark, let's jump right in and talk about something that's going on right here in Tennessee. So we all know, well, if we don't all know, we're about to all know, that Tennessee students take standardized tests each year called TN Ready and scores were slipping on the TN Ready tests around the pandemic just because of learning loss and having to go virtual and not being able to be as engaged as as normal. And this year, the scores were up a bit. But before we get too excited, we also need to consider that up a bit isn't... It's still not great. So this year, uh this the study results showed that 36 percent of students are on track for language arts and english 36 isn't great it's better than 29 which was last year but there's still a long way to go and i don't know how how we get back to that i i mean we have some ideas but there's there's a lot of things that go into something like this like we need options for parents we need the ability to seek tutoring if these children need it i mean there's a lot that goes into this but at least we're on the up and up, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to look at that and hear that 36% of people are, you know, are at their grade level. And the scarier thing, which I think you see now with a lot of, you know, the progressive <laughs> left is only 34% understand math, it turns out. So I think you're seeing how um, they grow. Not on. great. But uh, no, I, I do think that this is something that is really problematic. And we should always, you know, we'll never be perfect. you should always applaud improvement. So anytime you're moving up. Absolutely. Thing, and you're not trying to trash them. But we're right now putting kids in the place where they have a hard time succeeding in life if they can't read and write and understand basic math. And to be clear, that means not even half of the people, the kids, are at the grade level they should be.
0: No. That's a real really cool flag. <laughs> and you look at a lot of the things in the in the workplace these days and someone will say, Oh, they're they're a good writer, we should hire them. And it's like, well, you're not even talking about like conceptually good writer, like being able to craft the next great American novel. We're talking about like knowing where the comma goes and knowing what tense of verb to use. And that's a really low bar. And, you know, I had an incredible English teacher all through elementary and high school that taught me all these things. And now I edit Mark's blog posts and stuff. Like, I'm very thankful for that. And it's helped me so much. But the bar is so low. And it's kind of sad. And one of the things I want to say about the TN Ready test and and all standardized tests for that matter is, do you really know if that is an accurate representation of what a child knows? Or are they being taught to the test? It's really hard to determine that. And oftentimes these children don't know until they get in college and they're really tested or they get in the workplace and they're really tested what they know and what they don't know because their whole lives they've been taught to a test. So I can go off on that, but I won't, but I just wanted to bring that up.
1: If they're being taught to the test, they're not doing it terrible. I've only 36% people know. are being taught to the test. It's, it's something we, we heard in Memphis during our focus groups and our listening tours that we heard people say, Look, you have kids that aren't reading that are graduating. People are, you know, know. School, some of these school districts are passing these people despite clearly not being at grade level. And sometimes not even not at grade level. They're five, six grades under where they should be and they keep passing. So, like, just because they have a degree, if, if, you know, they're not, they don't know how to read or write, then it's not helping them at all. And we have to get back to the point where we can't consider this acceptable in any way. We can't say this is okay, like it's great that it's improving, oh. but 36% is not okay. And I looked at all the, you know, ELA, you know, science, it's all under 40% of people at grade level.
0: It's not great. So
1: you need to say there's got to be something that changes. Yeah, it's great to go up a little bit, but this idea that we're going to put more money into it, it's not going to change. It's not changed ever before. It will have a minimal impact, if any impact. And we have to figure out like, what are the options? What can we do to actually make sure that these kids are at grade level and that they're put in a position to succeed as adults? It's not working right now we need major overhaul of the education system in tennessee with school choice you know with you know different programs Amen. whether it's learning and, and some things like some of these things are okay right like we want kids to be able to read and write but if you want to be a, an auto mechanic that's great but you should still be able to read and write so that's what you're yes for. so and, and again we don't blame teachers i think that a lot of them are put in bad positions and maybe there's sure. there is some bad teachers i'm not arguing that but this is a system-wide <laughs> failure And this is a system-wide failure throughout a lot of Tennessee, throughout a lot of the United States, and you see kind of the difference. There's Mm -hmm. schools that do well, but we can't be okay with this being the norm. And we have to do something, and it can't wait. And that's what we have to talk about.
0: I, I agree. It can't wait. I like let's let's end it on that. It can't wait. Let's find some solutions and keep an eye on Beacon because we may or may not have some solutions coming down see the pipe soon. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's talk about somebody who needed to do better in English.
1: Uh, this is rough.
0: <laughs> this is a rough intro. But the other day, uh, the POTUS official Twitter account tweeted that uh, it was on the fourth, actually tweeted that the people who are running gas stations the oil industry needed to lower the lower the cost of gas and the u.s oil industry tweeted back and said thanks for your input and have a happy fourth mr president and tell the intern that wrote this tweet to sign up for econ 101 in the fall yikes okay that was a major burn it was beautifully constructed burn but a major burn nonetheless and it's just going to show that there are some failings in the comms department of the biden white house uh jim saki quit who was the one that quit this week mark
1: kate beddingfield who's the comms director
0: kate beddingfield quit maybe it's not that they need help in english maybe it's that they need help in just standard marketing which if that's your profession and you're doing it at the white house level you should have some a little you should think about things a little more plan them out before you go but uh things are really not looking so hot in the comms department of the of the white house and that is not a good place for a shortcoming if you are the president
1: yeah i've read a whole story about it, and essentially jen stock is actually pretty well respected you know i I know a lot of people i know don't like her Mm -hmm. but she's not bad at her job she does a pretty good job and and the i know that they hired somebody who has not had great reviews so far has not done a great job in the media and his messaging was already not great to begin with. And not great. And basically you have Democrats complaining about the saying, like, I don't understand the message. I don't understand where things are. It's not clear what he's actually doing and, and where he stands. Cause he just, he, he puts out kind of uh, messages that don't always coincide with each other. So right. I'd say um, it's a really rough go for the president right now. Um, you know, it, it's hard because a lot of things that we talk about are his fault. I do feel a little bit bad because he is blamed for everything. 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 I mean, so Trump. I mean, it's one of those things that like Trump had his own issues, but like the people on the left blamed him for every single thing that went wrong and then never gave him credit when it went right. And I feel like Biden's in a similar situation. We're just at a point in the country where people are really, really unhappy with the Biden administration.
0: I, yeah, I agree. And I don't know
1: if there's any way that he can really dig himself out. I mean, these, I saw that for the midterm elections, it's the, his, his polling numbers are like seven or eight points behind where obama's were and like five Mm -hmm. points below where trump's were at this point and both their parties got beat pretty bad so like it is not looking good for him it's not good i don't i don't even know what advice i'd give him because i feel like it's it's hard i mean my advice would be maybe come to the middle and try to find actual solutions to these problems rather than he's kind of making this more of a partisan like let me attack the right for inflation and let me let me talk Mm -hmm. about how the gas companies are greedy and that's why inflation's happening when obviously that's not correct. Uh,
0: I think the best advice is something that we learn, like in high school or in middle school, which is take responsibility for what you've done wrong, and try to work with someone else to fix it. And I don't foresee that happening in in the next few months, few years, whatever. I don't foresee that happening, and it's really sad because Americans, Tennesseans especially, are suffering. Like we have a great economy in Tennessee. But things that are coming from the federal level reach us eventually and they've reached us at the gas, the groceries, the clothes, everything that we're trying to buy is so expensive. And for us, a state that is in large part very conservative, very uh, freedom minded, Biden did not win Tennessee. And so to see, (laughs) he did not, so to see a president who most Tennesseans didn't vote for, not taking a step back and saying, this is where my shortcomings have been and this is how I wanna fix it. And instead just like lobbing Maltov cocktails onto the already burning fire. It's not pretty and Tennesseans are not happy with it.
1: Yeah, our last two presidents, um, including President Trump are not, neither have been great at taking responsibility for their shortcomings. Mm-mm. That's not something they've done well. Um, I think that when you look at it, President Trump had had probably a lot more successes when it came to econ- the economy, but yeah. things went wrong. I mean, he didn't take responsibility either. So I think it has to do with an, it's an ego thing, right? It's a, and I think that a lot of times Sad. Things, to get to president, you almost need to have this ego, when you can't take responsibility, and and you have all like you have all your advisors telling you oh, say this, say that, don't take responsibility because people are going to vote for you. But it's just a sad state of affairs. And I think that the the, the hopefully for Biden, his new content that comes in will have a more consistent messaging. I don't think so there. I think that it might just be too far gone for him to, to get out of it.
0: Who was the press secretary on West Wing, CJ?
1: Oh, I never watched West he- Wing.
0: Oh, my gosh, Mark, you would love West Wing. But CJ was the press secretary, and I think the President Biden needs a CJ in his life. And if, if you're listening to this, and you know who CJ is, you know what I mean. Uh, she she was able, she had a good head on her shoulders. She was very moral, and she was able to get things done. So the Biden administration needs a CJ Whoa, in their lives. Fleischer. Ari, a good choice Ari Fleischer, okay. He
1: was the last press secretary that I remember being really, really great at what he did. And Dana Perino was excellent, too.
0: Dana was great. She took a shoe to the face and kept going. Remember when someone threw a shoe at George W. Bush oh, and she right. took that's it to the shoe. face? Yeah, that's right. well, <laughs> she really, took it to that the that face thing and thing kept thing going.
1: Stand or something, right? And so, what, what
0: yeah, it was, was in start? somewhere in the Middle yeah. East, and someone threw a shoe at her, and she just didn't skip a beat. And I love that for her. Uh, so yeah, maybe maybe bring back old Dana. <laughs> that would be that would be awesome. So Mark, I heard a little birdie told me that you and your wife have taken up tennis playing. <laughs> That's exciting. We have actually
1: um, a, fun, a fun fact because I was looking at our tennis schedule. So this is, we're very beginners, like the most beginners. You can <laughs> so we're, like I haven't played, I played in high school, but I haven't played in you know, 15 years. Sure. So we lost the first one, 6-1, 6-0. <laughs> but the okay, second one, not great. We lost, I think, 6-3, 6-2. So we are okay. getting Okay. And Michael, who is the, you know, the CEO of the Tennesseean is in our league. I think we actually play him coming up. So I don't think that's going to go well, but it's interesting that he's in our, our little Franklin um, tennis league. But yeah, it's been fun and we're getting better. And more importantly, it's like the, you know, I don't, unlike you, maybe I don't get excited about working out it's hard for me to bring myself to do it. Mm. But this is one way where like I actually get excited. It's like, oh, it's cool to play, Even no matter how much it is, it's cool to play competitive tennis. And it's um, competitive, maybe not from our end, but... <laughs>
0: competitive basketball. for you not Correct. against Correct. you Correct. Correct. yeah <laughs> and it's
1: like it's cool to get this like workout in and it, it feels like you're back in high school playing sports that matter or something um so it's just kind of a cool thing where i don't actually think oh god i, I don't want to work out at all it, it's a good way to stay in shape and it's something that i don't hate doing so it's kind of a good compromise
0: People are really picking it up. I'm going to. Uh, I actually talked to my mom the other day, and I'm going to get my dad's old tennis racket when I go home next time. And I'm going to start taking some lessons at the Y because yeah. people are enjoying it. It's it, it really is a great workout. It's a lot of cardio. That's why everyone who plays at Wimbledon is in the best shape of their lives. Every time I watch Wimbledon, I'm like, these people are robots. They are in the best shape they are. of anything any athlete I have ever seen, because you're on your own out there, you're hustling, you gotta have the muscles to stop, to launch the ball. You're doing this by yourself. Yeah. It is it is truly a feat of like human excellence. Wimbledon is one of my favorite things in the world to watch because these athletes all have like superpowers. It's insane. And they have to be
1: in like perfect shape too, because they can't be too muscular. Like they still have to be pretty skinny, but then be as muscular as you could possibly be while still being skinny. Like, yeah, I watch some of the women like, man these women are just like they are so tote like a- every muscle in, like, their so and like their arms like it, yeah you're right it's like it might be the sport where the people are in the best shape and meanwhile we're watching like, a Pirates. we're in pittsburgh we just saw a pirate game last night and we saw like daniel Vogelback, back who's like 375 <laughs> pounds and can play first base. just
0: trying to run like, around the bases
1: yeah, yeah so it's funny like this it is like you're right it's like peak excellence and i don't usually watch it i'm getting more into tennis and i did bet on it beforehand so i have i actually have hopefully both finalists but it's been interesting to watch and uh and a really cool
0: things track. got things got spicy didn't they I didn't watch this but what ha- what happened to,
1: I'm gonna mispronounce the name so but it's like Sipitas and Kyrgios Keir, uh Keirgios is actually in the finals against probably when the Dow dropped out he's actually in the finals here um but okay they were just I, I watched the match and between matches this guy was just between surf he was just like saying F you he was taunting him after after he got made points he was he threw he was young at the crowd the other guy hit a ball into the crowd and almost hit somebody and every single time like there was a lob you know where somebody can spike it he was trying to hit the guy and spike it on him and John McEnroe who you know is not known for his good behavior was announcing nope. he's like this is an embarrassment to tennis that is how bad it was and the crowd was just yelling it was just a wild game and I know that it reminded you of a hockey game but like I had Whoa. never seen that before in tennis and honestly they were both way out of line Um, And
0: at Wimbledon, Wimbledon is, Wimbledon's like the classiest thing they have to wear white okay. the royals go like it is the most classy sporting event not hockey where everyone's got 30 of their teeth like this is Wimbledon That's
1: come what, on back in rook kept saying he's like this is Wimbledon how are they acting this way and like this like nice thing it's like and you're and the guy got in trouble for cursing like you heard an f-bombs you were taunting while you're serving and then like it's really classes to try to hurt somebody by hitting them with the ball and anytime you hit the ball in the crowd like it was that was the other guy's Sipitas, I guess and it's like you could hurt somebody I mean they the ball You
0: could hurt someone. Like the royals are there. You could hurt a royal. Don't you know, I can't. Okay, well, I really care about the Royals, and if you hurt Princess Kate, I'm going to be very upset. But that is that is not Wimbledon behavior, and it was sad to see Nadal out. I know Matteo Berrettini or however you say his name, he got COVID a few weeks ago and couldn't play, and he came in second last year, and I really like him. Um, Nadal, it's been an,
1: was crazy, too, because so he basically I think he that was like was wild broken ribs or something, and he actually ended up winning the fifth set of a 2-2 thing with his ribs messed up. So he came back and won, and then he I I can't I can't go on his dad kept telling him to come off and he's like I'm finishing this out and then he
0: when I tell you top performance athletes that is what we're talking about best athletes in the world but that is I mean we're the best
1: athletes in the world but they're very good at tennis and they're in the best shape
0: I'm just saying I'm just saying I think they are world-class athletes I would say that maybe they can't dunk I don't know though don't put it past them they might have a better high jump than you think vertical jump than you think (laughs) Who who knows? But uh, that is we will keep an eye on Wimbledon because my mom texts me updates constantly, and so I am expected to watch Wimbledon. So and also in
1: the women's thing, Iga Swiatek. I think that's how you pronounce her name, but she had had won thirty eight straight matches, so she had won I think three straight majors too, and she lost like the second round of this. So there's gonna be a new champion in the women's Wimbledon too. Is gonna be I think somebody who's never won before, no matter who it is.
0: That's that's beautiful to see. I mean, we love we love seeing somebody have their dreams come true for the first time. There's gonna be a lot of tears on the court that day, which is really sweet to see. This is the bougiest thing we've ever
1: talked about: is, is Wimbledon as a, as the sport, talking about tennis as the sport. It's usually like the draft, football, basketball, like baseball. But Sports, I'm talking about like a real classy sport.
0: To be fair, I always try to get you to talk about these things. And you always say, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So I'm glad that you are getting on board with my country club sports.
1: I still think <laughs> nobody cares. I just watch it so I can talk about it. Really <laughs> talking about some people I've never heard of. But I actually, I bet on it. I watched it this year, so I, I was interested.
0: Okay. I love it. I'm bringing you to the dark side or to the light side because they wear white at Wimbledon. I don't know what I'm saying. Um,
1: you need what? to do tennis next year, by the way. I think if you like do these lessons, you could be you could do the doubles, like because we have like mixed doubles, and you can play with Soto. I mean, he's not great,
0: but okay. I, I'm in. You know, I'm a competitor. If I can, if I can fight, I will compete. I so watch back. I just want
1: to get one win. That's the reason I'm asking you to do it, so we can finally get one. Oh my win.
0: god. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't i'm an athlete don't try me okay um let's talk about the fourth of july before we go i had a great fourth i hope that you did too i got really sunburned i went out to the pool at nine o'clock in the morning before anyone got there and i read my book for three hours in silence with an iced coffee and i got so sunburned uh it was really, it was really bad i had the, one of those floats that you can like you're like completely above water and it's got the little headrest and a cup holder in it. So I had my Kindle and I just read my book with my iced coffee and I thought I was living the dream. And then I came in for lunch to have uh, my first of like four hot dogs of the day. And I came in for lunch and my shoulders, I saw myself in the mirror. Things are bad, things are I, things are still bad. Uh, but it was still a great fourth nonetheless. Mark, did you have a great day?
1: Yeah, we the, Kira's family was, was home. So her mom and dad came from Texas. So we just hung out with them. Um, we, they we had I a that. I don't, chicken sausage i don't like hot dogs i don't know if you know that, which is weird um that is weird sounds so like you can before hot dogs is a precedent okay
0: joey, <laughs> joey chestnut is my inspiration my role model <laughs> well,
1: yes, good burgers good yeah that's great and i mean fourth drive always i always hate how hot it is like that time i of know i can't stand it's one. rough so it's like i don't want to be outside and fireworks it's like it'd be cool to see fireworks but i don't want to go outside in 100 degree weather to see them so i'm just not that i interested.
0: know it's tough. We actually we didn't do a lot of fireworks, so I was at my friend's house and his dog really doesn't like fireworks. And so I had to give the dog some drugs and he went and hid in the upstairs closet and we went out and watched like the neighbors in the suburbs of Brentwood shoot off their fireworks. And actually on the night of the fourth, uh, we finished Stranger things, which I don't know if you're a stranger things guy, but we watched Stranger things and we went outside and watched fireworks between episodes. and it honestly was such a vibe, but every time we went outside, it felt like, I was sealed in a Ziploc bag because it was so humid and I felt so constrained. It was awful. Like, I couldn't breathe. It was so humid on the night of the 4th. I don't love that. I don't love it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't understand that this is going to be me talk. Like, I don't understand why people like Stranger Things. It just doesn't. It's not good. I don't really get it. It's a bunch of kids and, like, aliens or something. Like, that doesn't. It's not, that's not a good premise for a show. Obviously, people disagree. I don't understand, though.
0: Have you given it a chance? Yeah, I watched the whole first season. Oh, we'll watch the second season and see what you think. I don't, I don't <laughs> it's think so, so good. I
1: don't think so. It's, but <laughs> I do, It's like, so I, good. I saw a great meme of like, like the Stranger Kid thing when it started. And then, like the Stranger Kid's things now and they had the cast of, uh, of grown-up. <laughs> grown-ups. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: that was great. No, just give it a chance. Stranger Things is incredible. That's it's not necessarily- chance. How much more of
1: a chance do we need to get? That's a long
0: time. Just, just wait until it gets a little later. It's a really good show toward the end and the story gets really good. I'm not going to. I promise.
1: I don't believe you because not that you're wrong just that we don't have similar taste in things
0: that's true that's fair
1: Entire season that is giving a chance i think two or okay there's like fine i get it but i'm not saying i wouldn't like it but i don't understand why people like it so much there's these and speaking
0: well speaking of not having the same taste and things you don't like hot dogs which is a whole other conversation but is there anything that you do look forward to about the fourth of july like do you have family traditions that you love
1: this is a weird tradition not family but we used to always do like we have our fantasy football league and july 4th we would always do the uh our draft lottery so that's like where you pick in the draft so you get like three different baseball okay. teams that play on the fourth of july and you add up their runs and then just two three random teams so like the braids whatever and then that's the order we pick in so it's like you're watching all these games you don't care about from baseball be like i just want to see where i'm going to pick at so that was kind of a cool we didn't do it this year but that's kind of a cool i guess cool um something that we had as a, as a fantasy league not family though I-
0: i love that my first trip to dc i bought i went to the national archives and bought a t-shirt that had the declaration of independence printed on it and now i wear it every fourth of july and that's like kind of my thing
1: you definitely had one of those old navy fourth of july shirts right the flagship
0: oh oh yeah i had them for every year until i said i can't wear this anymore everyone's wearing it because i was a brand
1: by the same thing every single parent got i think they're like five bucks right it's like old navy somehow cornered the market in the fourth of july for a while
0: Yes, they did. And they're back. They have, like, new shirts. They're still doing it.
1: I don't understand. That's a genius. They should hire, Biden should hire the Old Navy flag shirt for his cons person. whoever marketed that idea. I don't know how they became, like, the go-to Fourth of July thing.
0: I'm going to get you one next year. That will be my gift to you for the Fourth of July next year is an Old Navy shirt. I think I'm good. Don't worry, I'll, I'll I'll outfit you in your perfect Fourth of July shirt next year, and you'll be good to go. Uh, Mark, any final thoughts? Do we want to tell everyone what's coming up next week? If you're still listening at this point, yeah. Be- Beacon's getting a fresh new look next week, so pay attention. Uh, on Tuesday, visit our website and let us know what you think. We're not going to say
1: getting a fresh new sound for our podcast. So I mean, things are going to be getting yes. really interesting exciting, and exciting. We're kind of upgrading everything we're doing, so it should be a good it should be a good week
0: things are heating up so keep an eye on us and uh we will see you next week have a great day